0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Magic in the Moon podcast. As always, I'm your host, David, and I'm so so sorry about my absence recently. Um, I know I said that I was going to post the part two of our tarot series, unfortunately. um, The entire episode that I had had recorded uh, was deleted for some reason, bloated on Mercury retrograde, I guess, but it was gone. And uh, due to some commitments with school and things, I was not able to uh, take the time to re record the episode. So I do apologize for the long wait. But I'm back now to finish up our series on tarot for the time being. And this one is going to be about the Minor Arcana. So last time we talked about the Major Arcana and we went through those cards and some applications of their meanings. Well, this time we're talking about the Minor Arcana. And the Minor Arcana is divided into four suits, which are swords, wands, Cups and pentacles. And each of the suits corresponds to an element of air, fire, water, and earth. And they also, depending on your school of thought, uh, correspond to kind of like a realm uh, of human activity or a part of life. And that's usually air having to do with like the mind and thinking and speech and communication, how we interact with others. Cups is emotions and the inner world and our intuition and our feelings and relationships. Wands are willpower, how we take action, how we resolve conflict and make choices. And pentacles has to do with like uh, things of substance, the so things we own, possessions, finances, um, career and school, our physical health, things we own, our homes, things like that. And if you um, subscribe to the philosophy of kind of the witch's pyramid, then swords being air corresponds with to know. Wands being fire corresponds with to will. Cups being water corresponds to dare, and Earth being Pentacles corresponds to be silent. So, with that being said, let's get right into it because this is a lot to cover and not that much time. So, we're going to talk about the suit of Cups first. So, the Ace of Cups, we see kind of um, a hand holding a chalice overflowing, and this has to do with love, new relationships, compassion, and creativity. The Two of Cups speaks to unified love, partnership, and mutual attraction. The Three of Cups has to do with celebration, friendship, creativity, and collaboration. The Four of Cups has to do with meditation, contemplation, re-evaluation, um, and I also kind of think it has to do with being disillusioned by something, either like you're so deep in thought that you miss something in front of you that should be obvious, perhaps you are struggling to think of something in a new way and you're kind of missing the forest for the trees so to speak the five of cups has to do with moving on from failure or regret or disappointment it can also mean that you might be too negative or pessimistic the six of cups has to do with revisiting the past childhood memories um innocence and joy it can also have have the the context of maybe you're dwelling on the past too much and you're so attached to kind of happy things from the past that you're not focused enough on making happiness for yourself in the present. The Seven of Cups can have to do with opportunity and having a lot of choices, but can also kind of have to do with like illusion, not seeing things clearly, wishful thinking. Um, And my personal take as well is that the Seven of Cups has to do with spirits. So if you do happen to pull the Seven of Cups in a reading, and of course, if it makes sense within context, um, it could mean that a spirit is trying to get your attention. The Eight of Cups has to do with disappointment, abandonment, withdrawal, and escapism. Um, It can also mean that you're unable to see that something isn't working. So instead of moving on from something that doesn't suit you, you're kind of stuck on trying the same thing over and over. The Nine of Cups is about contentment, satisfaction, and gratitude. It can be about being fulfilled and having something you've wanted for a long time finally uh, happen. And the Ten of Cups has to do with love, uh, blissful relationships, harmony, and alignment. Um, Some people consider this to be a marriage card. I don't necessarily think it has to be marriage, but it can certainly have to do with that somewhat, uh, if it makes sense, of course, within context. The Page of Cups is about creativity, um, trusting your gut, your intuition, as well as being curious and open to new possibilities. The Nine of Cups is kind of the the most extreme card of what the suit of cups has to offer. So if cups is water and emotions and being daring, then the knight of cups is the good things about that. So it's taking healthy risks. It's being emotionally open. It's being free-flowing of your feelings, being creative, being romantic, uh, imaginative, beautiful, charming. But it can also be being unrealistic, being moody, um, being over the top, being extreme, having emotions that are not regulated. So it kind of embodies the best and the worst things. Um, about the Queen of Cups. The Queen of Cups, um, at her best, is about is compassionate and caring and stable emotionally, and she is intuitive. and um, the negative side of that can be that we might be too focused on our inner feelings in our world. we might be taking so much care of other people that we're neglecting ourselves, or that we might be feeding too much of our emotions into things that have not earned them. The King of Cups, which is the last card in the suit, has to do with being emotionally balanced and compassionate and diplomatic, um, but it can also have to do uh, in a negative sense being emotionally manipulative um, or letting our emotions rule over us rather than our emotions informing us of what we need so we can make choices from them rather than being controlled by them. So, as you can see, the suit of cups has to do with a lot of flow because water flows, right? And cups are water. so. It's this emotional level of consciousness that's associated with love and feelings and relationships and connections. And water is fluid, it's agile, but it's also powerful and it's formative. So it can be soft and gentle, like kind of you know, like a gentle wave, um, but it can also be powerful and forceful, like a big wave, <laughs> probably a better analogy than like a, a big wave or a little wave, but um, water can be destructive. So think of like a flood or like a, a river that's moving quickly that's dangerous. So because water is symbolic of being fluid, so feelings and emotions and intuition, all of that flows. Um, So when we get cup cards in a reading, it can show that maybe we're thinking with our hearts rather than our heads. Um, So that can lead to spontaneity um, and habitual reactions to things. It can also be linked to creativity and romance and fantasy and imagination. But the negative side of that is kind of being like overly emotional and being out of balance. Um, we can be cut off from our emotions and we can kind of not feel enough. We can have unrealistic expectations about fantasies and things that we'd like. Um, and it can be repressing those parts of ourselves that we need to connect with. So CUPS is all about balancing the head and the heart. It's about being aware of our emotions in a healthy way and expressing them, but not letting ourselves be controlled by them completely and not letting those emotions um, be completely separate from us either. Okay, so we're going to move on. And I apologize if I'm going through this a little bit quickly, but there's quite a lot to get through. And I would really like this to be a two-part series rather than a three-part. So next, let's talk about swords. So the suit of swords um, corresponds to the element of air. And then if you are so inclined with the witch's pyramid, it corresponds with power to know. And this deals with, like, the mental level of consciousness that's centered around the mind and the intellect. And swords mirror the part of our mind that's present in our thoughts and our attitudes, our beliefs. Um, Swords usually have two edges, and likewise, the mind has two sides as well. Um, Intellect and power, good and evil. Um, And then we need balance, right? Our minds need balance. They have to be balanced by our actions, which in tarot would be wands, and the mind needs to be balanced by our our emotions, which would be cups. So just like air is tangible and unseen, but still in constant movement, our thoughts are as well. We're not always aware of our thoughts, the impact that we have, uh, that they have on us rather, but they're always there, our mind is always there, whether or not we're aware of it. So if we get swords cards in a reading, it can have to do with action and change, And the power but also ambition and courage and conflict because our thoughts and the actions that come from them can be helpful or harmful so kind of the negative side of swords could be being overly judgmental being harsh and critical um not having enough compassion being verbally or mentally aggressive um and kind of the mismanaging of conflict so swords are asking us to be mindful of how we think and the patterns that We have in our minds that cause us to interact in certain ways. It's helping us to acknowledge that, like a sword, our mind is a weapon too. Our words are weapons as well. And it's not that they're inherently good or bad, but we need to be careful and intentional about how we use them. So the Ace of Swords has to do with breakthroughs and new ideas, mental clarity and success. Because if you remember um, a while back when we talked about tarot previously, I mentioned that the aces kind of are the preview of the entire suit. So if swords is the mind and the intellect, the ace of swords is kind of showing you like, this is the best of what can happen here. You have breakthrough, you have clarity, new ideas. The two of swords um, can have to do with difficult decisions, weighing your options, and maybe that you have kind of like a fork in the road, so to speak. So it's like you have two big choices to make, and you're not really sure which way to go. Um, And it can also speak to being in the state of mind where you don't want to make that decision. You're avoiding a conflict, you're avoiding choosing something. The Three of Swords is about heartbreak and pain, uh, sorrow and grief. So, right, because this is, even the swords are about the mind, our mind is never completely separate from our hearts. And this is showing you that the pain that we can feel emotionally can affect us mentally. The Four of Swords is about the need to react to rest, <laughs> to rest or relax—separate words. It's about the need to rest and relax, um, to meditate, to kind of go inward, and to rest and heal and recover from something. So, if you pull a uh, if you pull a Four of Swords in a reading, it could be telling you that maybe you're exhausted, maybe you're not sleeping enough, maybe you know you're burning out, and you need to kind of take a moment to slow down and take care of yourself before you continue. The Five of Swords has to do with conflict and disagreement, um, competition. And it's kind of like this unhealthy desire of like, I'm gonna win no matter what. Um, and in the imagery, we see people holding swords um, as if there had just been like a battle fought. So this is kind of speaking to that negative side of competitiveness, being overly competitive to the point where you don't really care what you destroy uh, if you win. So this, this can be the, the power of the mind to trample on people to be correct. The six of swords has to do with transition. Uh, kind of releasing baggage from the past. It's kind of like moving away from things that no longer suit you. So if you pull a Six of Swords in a reading, this is likely telling you that there's something that you need away from in your life that's not good for you anymore, or that you've already realized that, now you just need to kind of follow through the action and move away. The Seven of Swords is kind of about sneakiness. It's about um, deception and kind of pulling the wool over someone's eyes and getting away with something. In the context of ourselves, it can kind of also mean that we have imposter syndrome or that we're not being honest about a situation or that we're kind of in denial of something. The Eight of Swords has to do with negative thoughts, uh, restrictions in our ideas and our ways of thinking that limit us. So if you pull that card reading, it's challenging you to think of the ways that you hold yourself back. The Nine of Swords has to do with anxiety and fear. and perhaps also kind of not being able to sleep well. And it can be that there's things that you're not acknowledging consciously that are affecting you uh, because you're not dealing with them. The Ten of Swords is kind of like a painful ending, a wound, a betrayal, a loss. um, And it's the need to recover from something unpleasant that's happened. Um, And I would say this card also means that you might be kind of trying to avoid the inevitable. You're not making peace with something that you know is coming. So the Page of Swords is about new ideas, curiosity, um, desiring to know more, to learn, the thirst for knowledge and kind of new ways of communication. So kind of like the, just like the aces kind of have the preview of the good things of the suit, the Page is kind of the manifestation of all the qualities that are good in a suit. And just like I mentioned about the cups, the knight is still kind of the, the most extreme qualities of the suit so the knight of swords is ambitious and action-oriented and success-driven and fast thinking but um the negative side of that because it's both extremes is kind of restlessness being impulsive um kind of leaping without looking just doing things recklessly without considering the consequences that kind of stuff the queen of swords also has a duality to her because she is independent she can be unbiased in her judgment she can have clear communication um healthy boundary setting, but the negative side of the Queen of Swords is that she can be judgmental, um, easily influenced, cold-hearted, overly critical, things like that. And the King of Swords has a duality to him as well. He's clear in his mind, he's intellectual, he's uh, in power over his mind, he's authoritative, he's honest, but it could also be that he misuses that power, that he's manipulative. Um, This could speak to a situation of like, Dishonesty or gaslighting, for example. All right, we are now going to move on to Pentacles. So, the Suit of Pentacles, Um, this is the physical and the external level of consciousness. So, this is your health, your finances, uh, your work, your home. Um, It's the outer world, it's how we create and shape and transform and grow our tangible resources and it can also have to do with like the ego and the self-esteem and how we perceive ourselves so pentacles is associated with the element of earth and earth is tactile Um, it's tangible it creates the foundation of everything so the suit of pentacles um, it covers like the material aspects of life this includes work and business and trade money property and material possessions and this is the manifestation because in the cycle of the elements, we begin with air and then we go to fire, then water, then earth because we plan and we're creative in the air. It's the inspiration. It's the it's the design and the plan. We take action in fire, which is one that gives us the, the motivation and the force of actually doing what was planned in the air. In cups and water, we have emotion. It's our desire to succeed. It's our heart and soul. It's our Caring about the outcome. It's our um, attachment to wanting what we want. And then Earth is the manifestation. It's the result. It's the feedback. It's the um, it's the end product of the whole process. So the negative aspect of Pentacles can be possessiveness, greed, um, being overly materialistic, being overindulgent, not taking care of our bodies, not taking care of our finances and our our uh, property. Um, so all of that is going to be in the pentacles so the ace of pentacles the same as the other aces it's kind of a preview of all of the suit so the ace of pentacles has to do with like a new financial opportunity maybe um, having to do with a new chance to go back to school um, a new financial or career opportunity or just that you're kind of you have something physical coming to you that you've wanted for a long time The two of pentacles might mean that you have multiple priorities. um, And this is encouraging you to manage your time wisely, to prioritize things, and to be adaptable. Uh, This can also kind of mean that maybe you're trying to do too much at once. Maybe you've bitten off more than you can chew, and it's just telling you to kind of focus on what is the most important so you can do well. The three of pentacles has to do with teamwork and collaboration, learning and implementing things. um, But it can also be telling you that, like, hey, You can't do this alone. This is encouraging you, like, this. you need to be able to rely on other people to succeed. The Four of Pentacles has to do with saving money and being responsible, um, the way you relate and react to scarcity and control and security. It can also mean that maybe you're being greedy um, or overly cautious or just not managing money very well. The five of pentacles can be financial loss and poverty. Um, This can also speak to a negative condition of your physical body, so it can be illness and injury as well. Um, So this is kind of showing you like something, something within the earth is not right. If that's your money, your job, your career, your education, or your health, something needs to be improved. The Six of Pentacles is kind of about sharing the wealth, it's giving gifts, it's receiving gifts, it's the way that we engage with being generous. Um, but it can also kind of show you that maybe you're giving too much away. Maybe you were helping other people to the point that you are neglecting yourself. The Seven of Pentacles has to do with long-term planning, sustainability, and investing. Um, so this card is showing you like think long-term. It's not just about right here right now it's not even about a week or two weeks where do you want to be in a year five years ten years the eight of pentacles is about apprenticeship or learning a skill it's about repetition um, and developing your talents and skills so this is showing you like do the work do it over and over get really good at it own your craft Um, this can also mean that you might struggle with perfectionism So this is also showing you like, yes, be dedicated, be committed to doing the best you can, improving yourself, but don't be um, overly focused on that to the point of like an unhealthy perfectionism. The Nine of Pentacles has to do with abundance and luxury um, and self-sufficiency and being independent financially. And this is one of the cards that is sometimes called the card of ultimate success. So this is kind of like, you've done the work, you've learned, and now you're kind of reaping the rewards of, of luxury because you've done well with money. The Ten of Pentacles has to do with wealth, financial security, um, long-term success, what you contribute. So it's like you have worked hard, you've built up, you've grown your resources, you've lived a lavish life, and now this is about your legacy. This is about your, your cup is overflowing, so to speak, and what are you going to give back to the people that have less to, than you do? Um this can also speak to kind of the darker side of wealth. This could mean that maybe people are after the things that you have that they don't. It can mean that there's jealousy towards you. The Page of Pentacles, again, is kind of the manifestation of the concepts that are hinted at in the Ace. So the Page of Pentacles has to do with manifestation, financial opportunity, and the development of skills. The Knight, again, is kind of balanced between opposite extremes. It can go both ways. So the Knight of Pentacles is about hard work and productivity and being responsible, but it's also about, excuse me, I dropped something. Um, It's also about lacking self-control. It's about being stagnant and kind of just being careless about the things that we own. The Queen of Pentacles is about nurturing. It's about practicality and um, providing financially. So this is kind of about how you take care of others. Maybe that just means yourself, maybe it's you know a spouse or a significant other, maybe children, uh, or for those of us that maybe take care of our parents or grandparents, this is kind of how you use your material belongings to take care of people. And the King of Pentacles is about wealth, uh, leadership. It's kind of like you are elevated financially, which puts you in a position of authority it's about using that authority responsibly, which also means that this card can speak to um, abusing that authority as well. Okay, we are now going to move on to the last uh, section, which is wands. So wands is about primal energy, spirituality, inspiration. Um, It's about being determined and strong and intuitive and ambitious, and it's kind of, the manifestation of the abstract concepts of swords. So sword is the air and it's about ideas and inspiration and being creative. Well, Wands is like the actual act of doing those things that we plan in the air. So wands is correspondent with the element of fire and fire is hot and wild, and unpredictable and energetic. It can be super creative. It can help us cook. Um, It helps keep us warm. It helps uh, form things out of metal, but fire is destructive as well. You know, it can be a hot fire to cook your meal, but it can also be, you know, burning the forest down. So fire is kind of symbolic of this like passion energy and how it's a good creative healing thing, but that needs to be wielded responsibly. So the wands cards kind of deal with the spiritual level of consciousness and they're kind of showing you what's important to you. They show you what makes you work, what makes you tick. This is about your personality, your ego, your motivations, what drives you. Um, And it's about how you take action. So the Ace of Wands, again, the Ace is kind of like the sneak peek. The Ace is about inspiration, new opportunities, growth, and potential. The Two of Wands is about future planning, progress, uh, making decisions, and discovering. And the three of wands is progress, expansion, and it can even mean opportunities like far away. So travel, um, things like that. The four of wands is about celebration, joy, harmony, relaxation, and homecoming. So it's kind of like the ace was the idea. The two was you acting upon it. The three is kind of you seeing success on that idea and expanding it further. And the four is kind of you being happy with it going well. The Five of Wands has to do with conflict, disagreements, and tension. Um, This is kind of having to do with, like, different types of personalities, different motivations, different egos clashing together. So if you see this card in the reading, it's likely encouraging you to see past differences, to acknowledge what is similar, and to kind of bring peace to something. The Six of Wands is about success. Um, And this is kind of like you being recognized publicly. So the Four of Wands is also about success, but that's kind of your private circle. It's like you've done well um, and your kind of immediate sphere of loved ones are enjoying that with you. And the Six of Wands is saying that's expanded further and now you're being celebrated publicly. The Seven of Wands is about challenges and competition. It's about protecting what you've built from others. It's about defending kind of what you've built up and enjoyed and it's continuing through hardship. The Eight of Wands is about movement. It's about fast-paced change and taking action. Um, It can also be about travel. It can also show you that maybe you're feeling frustrated and that something needs to be changed. Nine of Wands is about being resilient. It's about being courageous and persistent. It's kind of showing you like, hey, you're almost at the end of the race. You just have to keep going a little bit further. So this card's kind of testing your convictions. It's You've had some successes up to this point you've had some failures you've had some wins and losses and now this card is showing you like hey you're almost at the very end but how much do you really want this are you willing to keep going the ten of wands um is kind of responsibility and hard work but it's also about completion so it's showing you that you've done the work and you finished the race but like it comes at a cost Um, So this is encouraging us, again, to evaluate what we really truly want, because it requires um, a great deal of us to become successful. The Page of Wands, which again is the manifestation of the Ace, is about inspiration, ideas, discovery, limitless potential, and free-spiritedness. The Knight of Wands, again, which embodies the extreme goodness and badness of the suit, so the Knight of Wands is about being energetic and passionate and inspired, action-oriented, adventurous, Um, but also it can mean that you are procrastinating, that you're putting something off. It can mean that you have um, unexpected delays, you have fluctuations in your motivation, it can mean that you're being too hasty, and that you're acting recklessly and being impulsive. So this is about finding that balance here. The Queen of Wands is courage and confidence and being independent and social. Um, and this is also about kind of boundary setting, having a healthy sense of self, not being taken advantage of, um, and having self confidence and self respect. The King of Wands is about natural leadership. It's about being a visionary, about being entrepreneurial, and being honorable. Um, and again, with the King cards, we kind of see a duality as well, because with power comes responsibility. Even though it's cliched, it's true. So it's this leadership and this power and this honor, but it's also. Being responsible with that that means you can also affect other people it means that your expectations might be too high maybe you're being unkind because um, because people are looking to you with honor and respect and you have a position of power that means the things that you do will affect the people that look up to you and the ten, the king of wands is just encouraging you to be aware of that so those are all the suits um, and again I'm sorry for the long delay but this completes our series on tarot for now. Um, I know that that was kind of a quick overview of things, but I feel like it's much more rounded out and kind of full um, than on my previous tarot series. So I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free, as always, to let me know any questions or concerns or thoughts you have. You can email me at magicandthemoonpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com, and that's M-A-G-I-C-K, and the moon podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at magic underscore and underscore the underscore moon. And again, that's M A G I C K. And I would love to hear from you all, but that's all I have for you this time. And I will see you all next week.